This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Glory to God. Wow. God is good. Let's read something from God before we take our seat this morning. Numbers 23:19. Hallelujah. Numbers 23:19. The Bible says, God is not a man. Wow. If you have dwelt among men for too long, there is a possibility of thinking that God is a man. So this is Balaam speaking, and he said, God is not a man. At times, it's good to pause and meditate on scriptures. But then let's complete it. Why is he not a man? God is not a man that is sure lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. As he said it, shall he not do it? As he spoken, shall he not make it good? Oh, God bless you. Have your seat this morning. Thank you, choir. Let me appreciate them. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is not a man. And the reason why God is not a man is that he does not lie. I think some years back, I think it was Pastor Deboe that was talking about one serious situation, maybe at the camp, that looked impossible. And he said that he woke up early in the morning, he took a long walk, and he was meditating on just the beginning part of the scripture, that after all, God is not a man. This revelation might take years to comprehend. Because this will bring a to bed faith in your heart that God is not a man. This morning I want to speak about God who cannot lie. That God cannot lie. And then second service I will move to God is never late. And then the third one, God is never weary. You must understand these three concepts about God. God so Titus, I love the way Titus put it. Let's start with Titus 1 1, and then we go to verse 2. Now Titus says, in a stronger way. And Titus, Paul, the servant of God, according to the faith of God, he let acknowledge the throne after godliness. Now look at verse 2. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie. Ah. Now, Titus didn't say God does not lie. He said he cannot lie. There is a reason why these things are like this. God is not a man that should lie. Number one, that means men lie. Lying in this regard does not mean that uh, somebody goes to Shomolu and then he says, I'm going to Leki. Lying is, in this sense, he's saying that man promises what he cannot do. Because there will be a situation that will make him to under-deliver. For instance, some might have promised to, oh, we are this company, we open 24-7, but during COVID, they shut down. 
there will be situations that will make men to back down on their words. But the Bible is saying that God is not a man. If I tell you I'm coming to your house and they start coughing and they start shooting, I'm going to stay back at home. Because I'm a man. Are you getting what I'm saying? If a man says, I'm going to do this and that, and there is an unfavorable condition, he can change his mind, not because he's a bad person, but he does not have the capacity to perform at that moment. So the logical thing for him to do is to stop. But thank God that God is not a man. Hallelujah. A man can say, for the end of this year, I will do this, I will do that, I will give you this, I will give you that. But the Bible is telling us that, first of all, we should accept the fact that God is not a man. They are not in the same class. And Titus says, God who cannot lie. The reason why God cannot lie is that, unlike man, he has the ability to give back to whatever he says. So the Bible says, as he spoken it, that means the moment it comes out of his mouth, it is done. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Remember, God sees the end from the beginning. So there cannot be any possibility of any situation that will make God to say, okay, I have said it now, I, I don't think I can let it happen again. God who cannot lie. So on that day, as he came down to Abraham and Mom Sarah's house in Genesis 18, and God said, About this time last year, Sarah shall have a son. Abraham made the same mistake that Canaan made. Abraham thought of God as a man, especially Mommy Sarah. She immediately brought that word that God spoke. To the physical realm of man. And he said that, uh -uh, I'm 90. I'm 90. And the Lord said to Abraham, that, Why is Sarah laughing? Has she forgotten that this is the Almighty talking? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And Sarah said, Well, I didn't laugh. But God said, You laugh. But the point is this Sarah was imagining what God said. She looked at her physical body. Um. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say this to... It's supposed to be an announcement. Don't miss Mercy Encounter on Saturday. We are going to pray. There are times when we pray because we want to pray. There are times when we pray that God tells you to pray. When I was coming to Nigeria yesterday, the Lord said... But what I do inside plane basically because I don't sleep when I'm traveling. I mean, it's uh, well, 11 hour 40 minutes from Atlanta yesterday. I don't, I mean, I don't like sleeping in the plane. Not that I don't like it. I usually pray, Lord, let me sleep, but I don't sleep. I sleep is not a very strong part of my life. And I've been asking people like, they go home and lay hands on me. And there are those who sleep very. There was a day I said that in church, and the sister met me at the back. She said, Pastor, I had the gift of sleep, and she shook me. And I got to office, I sat on my seat, and I slept on. <laughs> I said, He gave gift to men. <laughs> he gave gift to men. <laughs> so, so, so basically, what I do is I just read and pray, read and pray, 
and I try to watch some films because it's like that's where I see movies. Like Wakanda, all this we're talking about Wakanda, and I, I never saw it until. So after three hours, I was praying in tongues for worship for about three hours. That day, that was like last year or so, two years ago. And then when I stopped praying, I didn't feel like praying anymore. So I sat down. I said, okay, oh, I was taking the movie Wakanda. Okay, hell, by the time I finished watching, two hours would have gone out of the. What are some people as soon as they lift like this? Like my wife was, it's a blessing. Unfortunately, I have not been bestowed with that kind of guilt. I'm praying for it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? Anytime I'm traveling, it's like a time of pain. I just imagine whether you can that six hours or sitting down, America, 12 hours, it's painful because I know I won't sleep. And I know the pain ahead of body. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? Well, a few times you have helped me at least one hour, 40, 45 minutes, one hour. Like I told you, I said, after I asked God to, when I was crying, I was, Lord, let me sleep. So I was able to sleep for about one hour, 30. I said, is that all? I said, that's, that's, that's all he gave me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I want to say this about mercy encounter. I was led to ask the house to come pray. This time around. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Do you know that there are times when God operates beyond you? There are many Christians who have never experienced God's favor before. What is this Saturday going to be like? A word came to my spirit. Exactly what happened to Mephibosheth. If you have never experienced God's open hand before, where it performs beyond you in spite of you. Mephibosheth sat JJ in his house. David woke up one morning and said, Is there any member of Saul's family that I can be nice to? Not that they came to tell the king, unlike when David was brought to Saul, he was brought up before he killed Goliath, before he killed, because he killed Goliath. Mephibosheth did nothing. And they told David that there is a guy called Mephibosheth. He's somewhere in Lodeba, which means a low place. And David said, go bring him. And they said, Mephibosheth, today I welcome you to palace. You are going to be eating on my table like one of my sons from today. Tell your servant, I have given you lands. It should begin to farm for you. But you, you will stay in palace. And the guy sat down. He thought about the fact that my grandpa Saul wanted to kill you all. What have I done? I sat in my house who sent for me to be among the kings. I mean, have you experienced such a favor before? When God moves, that you go back to your you lock yourself and you are crying that sorry, who am I? Lord, why? People are used to earning things from God. We end it with seven days dry. Three days dry fasting, we end it. What about the benevolence of the master? When he chooses to do something, not because you have prayed, but because he has decided. After all, do you know that God also takes decisions? Supposing he wakes up and he says, oh, he doesn't sleep anyway. He just says, okay, it's your turn to be favored. This is what he said, let them ask me and I will do it for them. Hallelujah. It's going to be an explosive Saturday. Whether it rains or not, don't miss it. Are you with me? This is the dimension of grace that members of this church need. 
it is the mercy and the favor of the master. But let me stop there. When you experience this, honestly speaking, your worship will be deeper. Then you will truly know that God is good. And in it, there is no darkness at all. Thank you. And, and I mean, he just said that I am doing this because of your father, Jonathan. That's all. And when I told the leaders yesterday, in preparing them for Saturday message, Hunter, this is the sad part. The Bible records that David did not like the lame and the blind. He didn't like blind and lame folks. When they brought Mephibosheth to David, he saw that he was lame, but he refused to consider that. I have spoken, I'm not reversing it. You are going to hit at the king's table. He said, your life has just changed from today. And there was no record that Mephibosheth ever prayed for it. The king just decided. Let's call Saturday a day of favor with the king. Again, I'm going to request where what can make you lie down and worship very well. When it comes to this dimension, all we just do is just to go before the master. Mercies are the prerogative of the master. And he can shower it on anybody and nobody can question him. Why am I sensing this? This is, many will be brought into this experience. Where you actually see the generosity of your Lord Jesus Christ. You know, right now my mind is going to that guy. Thank God for the woman who had enough faith with her flow to be able to touch and she was healed. Thank God for the centurion that said, Speak a word and my servant shall be okay. And Jesus spoke. Thank God, those ones they had faith, but not all men got to that level in the Old Testament. What about the madman gatherer? What did he do? No touch, no speak. It was Jesus that crossed the other side, crossed the boat, took the boat, crossed the river to the other side to go and meet the guy. So in the Bible, there were those who came to meet Jesus. There were people that Jesus went to meet. Saturday, he will come and meet us. When the Lord chooses not to look at your level, he considers only his own goodness. Nothing else. Nothing else. Hallelujah. See, favor is bigger than reward at times. remember a friend of mine told me I'm supposed to go <laughs> a friend of mine told me is someone you all know but I don't want to mention his name for so he said and he's a great man of God that you all know and the guy please don't try to guess who the person is you don't know the person <laughs> so great you know the person but you don't know the person I'm talking about or you don't know which of them I'm talking about <laughs> And he said that the father and the mother, when they were dating, that was when they found out the mom was pregnant. And they agreed that they were not ready for marriage. They were going to abort him. And as soon as they got into the daughter's office, who had told them that she should come back the following When they got back there the following day, they saw the man confused and shivering. I said, didn't you see the person that came in? I said, who? He said, someone came in now and pointed his finger at me and said that if you have bought that baby, 
your life is over and vanished. He said, Job, go look for another clinic. So the father and the mother too became scared and they could not abort. But many others were aborted. <laughs> when it comes to your case, I pray that the king will show up. When it comes to your matter, something must change. Is someone blessed this morning? Anyway, God who cannot... Let me read one more scripture. See, I... Now, this is what he needs from us. Uh, God who cannot lie. I want to read Acts 27 verse 25. Are we there? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm. If you have said it, then you will do it. The track record of keeping your word. Just make sure it comes from him. I'm sharing this message for two reasons. There are words that some received during the conference and before the conference and on your own while praying. Maybe even when you were young. And then there are things that God will start saying from today. He's letting me prepare the church that when you receive a word from God, God is not a man that should lie. There is no environment that can frustrate what he has said. There is no situation. I told the leaders yesterday, people put too much attention on one man who should be president. I think my brother said it when he was preaching here some weeks ago. If God has a timetable of prosperity for Nigeria, it is not Oakton who becomes president. It's important who becomes president, but whoever cannot stop the plan of God. I know some people will miss. Ah, it is important we vote the right person. It's important you pray and support. But I'm just saying that there are some agendas of God that are bigger than any man who sits there. Oh. Hallelujah. This is Paul talking. After many nights, the shipwreck that happened, the Bible said there was darkness for days and they began to carry food and they were throwing inside water. What a terrible day. There are situations bigger than eating. These men thought they were going to die. Several prisoners with Paul inside the ship. And it was Paul that Satan was targeting. And the Bible said that there was a wind called Eroclidon against them. And the Bible said that there was no sun, no moon for days. They sat in the darkness. There nobody could get up from where they were. And no, people for several days did not eat. And Paul said that an angel appeared to me. In the midst of that dark situation, a word was brought to Paul. And the angel said, Paul, you will not die and nobody in this ship will die. He said, the only thing that will be destroyed is the ship. So the Lord said that I have given you that night. The angel said, Paul, I have given you your life and the life of all these people because of you. Nobody will die, but the ship will be destroyed. And Paul got up because after the Lord said that word to Paul, the situation got more terrible. Which is typical of situations. When God speaks, then the storm will start. Hallelujah. And this is where the weak they give up. But you have forgotten that God is not a man. 
if he has said it. So Paul began to tell the people. He said, everybody hear me. He said, wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. For I believe God that it shall be even as it was told. He said, look, I was not just told now. I see what is going on right now. It contradicts what God has said to me. He said, but I am guaranteeing you. I'm giving you this guarantee, everybody. There is only one outcome. It will be as I was told. It cannot be any way different. No matter how many days we are here for, at the end of the day, it will be exactly what God said it will be. So Paul told them. And when they finished talking, look at the next verse. They are not eating for days. How be it you must be cast upon a certain island? Next verse. Bible says, but when the 14th night was come, and were driving up and down, next verse, they sounded a little, and sounded a little, and then they started getting to the land. Next verse. Then they, and then they, next verse, it was such a terrible situation, the shipmen were going to run away. And Paul told them that if you don't abide in this ship, you will die. All of us are going to stay in this ship, but nobody's going to die. Next verse. Paul said to the centurion, except this abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. Next verse. And the soldiers cut off the rope and let it fall off. You know, the boatmen were about to run away, so they were throwing ropes down. And Paul told the centurion that if they get out of the boat, then they will die. And all of you will die also. He said, the word says everybody stay together. Nothing will happen to us except the ship. And while the day was coming on, Paul besought them to take me, saying, this is the 14th day that you have tarried and continue fasting. After a war came to Paul, the situation went more terrible that people could not eat for 14 days. Ay. Wherefore I pray, he said, take something for it is your health. He said, there shall not an ear fall off from your head. And what a great man of faith, Paul. He was alone in the midst of him, over 200 prisons, and he, he kept telling that, you see, he said, look, I spoke the other time. And now more terrible things have happened. But I'm still telling you guys, nothing is going to happen. No shaking. And the Bible says, when he has just spoken, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. Next verse. And they were all of good cheer and they also took some meat. Paul said, I, guys, 14 days without food. He said, give me food. And before they began to, he said, I have told you, nothing will happen to anybody in this ship. And all of them got a little encouraging, and then they started eating also. And if you read the rest of the story, the boat eat a rock, everybody made it out alive. God is not a man that he should lie. Church, let your business, let your life be built on the word of God. You read about the great man of God that said that in the place of worship one day, as he was just dancing before God, he wanted to fast and pray about his situation. Then he changed his mind that, why am I troubling God? He said, I'm still going to fast, but now I'm not fasting to ask God for anything. I'm going to praise God from morning till night. So he locked the door and he was in his room, sang from morning till evening. In the evening, he heard the voice of the Almighty, voice of the Spirit of God, 
son you praise me like this there will never be a day again in your life till you die when people will not give you something good and he said he was in UK and it was 10 p.m. and nobody had given it to him that day. Not because he needed anything. He said, just remember. And he said, Heavenly Father, and you said some. He said, because I'm about to go to bed. And if I sleep, by the time I wake up, it's the other day. And nobody has given me anything today. And he said, he felt as if God laughs. You have a track record of keeping your Right now. As he was about to sleep. Somebody called the intercom in the office in the, in the hotel room. And now I say, Is that so? So mention the name of one person. And he said, No. And the boss said, Hey, wait. Oh. Now, boy, it sounds like. And he said, Is that so? So person? He said, Yes. And the, the woman shouted, So you are in this hotel? He said, Yes. Man said, Sorry, which room? I'm coming now. She brought a bag of dollars. See, days like that. God will always perform more. More than not, just to show you that I am the Almighty. And when the woman left, the Lord told him that I have told you, even if you're under the ground, except I am not the Almighty. God is not a man. See, begin to seriously pray to hear the voice of God concerning matters of your life. Once you get him to speak, hold it on. Bashalamanda. I've told you before, he's a popular builder. Some of you might know him. He's a popular uh, uh, developer in Nigeria, here in Lagos. One of the leading developers in Nigeria. Who said that a while ago, God spoke to him. For every 10 houses you build, you build, the tenth one must be given to a widow. Look for a woman whose husband left, abandoned them and the children, and she's been alone. Take care of Build that house for her and give her every tenth house. When you build nine, sell nine. For the tenth one must be start again. Sell the nine, give ten to a widow struggling with her. He said, as long as you do that, let Nigeria turn upside down, not your business. Maybe God told you about that. Generations have come president upon president. There is none that has not honored this man. If I in every generation, now he is the one that collects more than nine dollars. If you have said it, are you aware that Daniel was same Daniel? Nebuchadnezzar promoted him. Belshazzar promoted him. Dairos promoted him. Cyrus promoted him. One Daniel, four kings. It does not matter who is in power. God is not a man. If he has said it, Somebody told me that God told their grandpa that they will not be sick in their family. He is a grandchild now, over 40, not even a dick once. God who cannot lie. <laughs> Some of the things that people said God said, it was not God. But if he speaks to you, if he speaks to you about anything, Thank you, Lord Jesus. He can say that this is your year that you marry. And this is September, no man. God is not a man. The first thing you, you do when you hear a word from God, detach yourself from the, just quickly adjust your mentality. 
that I am not dealing with a man here. I'm dealing with the one with whom all things are possible. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Paul said, it shall be as I was told. Church, if you have received the word from God, it will be exactly as he has told you. And if you haven't, begin to open up yourself to receive a word from God. No words of men. A promise from the Father. This is an unshakable foundation on which you can build your life. Let's rise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Is someone blessed this morning? Hallelujah. God is not a man that he should lie. Let's sing that song. You are good. a simple message but the anointing is very strong here. When I was in SS2, he told me to tell this story. I don't think anybody has heard me say this particular one before. When I was in SS2, I was the president of Scripture Union Fellowship in Abeokuta Grammar School, my school. And we're to have Christian Day. We used to have a day called Christian Day where we just worship and Usually the principal will give opportunity to just have worship, invite people, even from other schools, Bible quiz and some other things. I don't think there was any Christian day bigger than the one we had in my sense. God just granted me a about two a week to the program. I was praying. We needed to get equipment. Scripture, you know, will give us equipment, they'll give us some. I just picture a very big day, bigger than the old school will stand. I was even believing God that all the non-Muslims in the school will come for that. Uh, sorry, non-Christians in, that, in the school will come around as a non-Christian will come um, to that service. So on Sunday, I went to a church called Jubilee Christian Church, Pastor Kuli Adeshina in Abeokuta. And that Sunday drain offering. When I was about to leave the house, I was led. I was praying about this Christian day. I was just 15 or so then. You know, I got born again when I was 13 or, or there about or 14. So I took my cousin, who is a, she's still a doctor in America now. So she just moved to America then. She's over 60 now, you know. So she came to Nigeria and she bought this stuff for me. Very nice clothes. And that day they were doing charity Sunday in church. So I said, Lord, 
I'm going to give this American cloth that I love so much. I mean, it was still new inside. If I was here to tear the line on. But I said, Lord, I'm going to sew it as a gift. Remember our Christian day. So if we're giving their old things, you know, they'll give the poor. May I give this stuff, the most precious thing I had then. And I dropped it at the altar. And I went back. I heard a voice behind me. So I told God the exact amount we wanted for that program. Two things happened. I will never forget. This lady was the one always keeping money. We know, of course, second scholarship, no bank, no nothing. Just a lady, our treasurer. She put the bag where we had some money because we're expecting 600 students and we're going to cook for everybody. Principal allowed us to get caterer, but we paid caterer to cook for everybody. So, students were contributing money. She put it in her bag and went for assembly that morning. Bola Akala. I don't know where she is now. I'm sure she's not in the country now. That's her name. I'm mentioning it to know how real. I don't even, I've not heard from her in 12 years, but I'm bold enough to mention her name for her. She put the bag, so she left the bag. You know, usually we get to class, we'll be talking, then they'll ring a bell for assembly, and then they rang, rang the bell, so she ran out to the assembly ground. And when at the assembly ground, she told one of us that, ah, the money was inside the bag, and I left the bag inside the, uh, my classroom. I know we had some thief then, with the gift of the spirit, of course, spirit of Satan. Who could know that there was money in your bag, and then they would pick it? So she was concerned. So by the time the assembly ended, she ran back to class to check. Now she checked and counted. The money had doubled. My first time I, I ever saw that kind of thing. She screamed. Then people started giving different things. One of us, the parents sent their car to help us move instruments, move things. So the principal came out and said, I, are these my students doing great things like a big church in town? Secondary school students. There was the glory of God. And now, we had all the needs and we had overflow. But the amount I mentioned remained 200 naira. Even though we didn't need it 200 again. Something I went there to buy. So people brought them. So we did not need. But I remember I just threw inside the hall. And I said, but we pray for this. And I said, Lord, you've done. I mean, we have surplus now. But there was a figure I mentioned. And there was this English teacher, Mr. Bolariwa. He just came in, in between the and looked inside. What's going on there? What's going on there? So I started gathering there. And he said, Christian, hey, which one is Christian? He was in this chair then. He said, Christian, he said, okay, oh, I don't know what you guys are doing, but let me just contribute from his front pocket. And he brought 200 naira and he gave me. If you have said it, how will this week be for many of us here? You have a track record of keeping. Sing it again. You're not about to stop. Let's sing it from the beginning one more time. As well. You are good. For two minutes all over this place, I want you to pray. I just sent that release to ask people to pray. Lord Jesus. This is the word of God from the household of David Church. 
It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. <laughs>